what's up everyone welcome to another episode of in these current times i am your friendly neighborhood host the juggernaut and let's jump right in um today i want to do a quick recap um on the latest episode or the pilot episode rather of the falcon and the winter soldier i know this is a bit late um but I just want to try to do a quick wrap up and kind of share my thoughts about the episode and all right off the bat i think this um the pilot episode was spectacular it was explosive and bombastic in every way possible both on a physical and emotional level i love the fact that um the, the producers of the show actually promised that the quality of the fight scenes would not dip just because on television compared to the mcu movies and we are totally right i mean we have you have a, a, like a very entertaining um com- area combat scene with falcon and Patrick the leaper and you know a lot of other assailants that scene was beautifully shot. This was literally like was like what an extension of Captain America: The Winter Soldier itself. So it was really well done. Um, I love the choreography, the action. Seriously, it felt like a movie, and that was re- what the promise with the MCU TV series. I think a lot of people were apprehensive about the TV series because of the kind of um, budget constraints actually plague TV series. But this is not the, the same. It's obvious that the budget on the TV series is just as you know um it's just as voluminous or just as heavy or big as that as what is given to the mcu tv um, movies themselves so um yeah let me just get right into the characters first falcon um is really nice to actually see him be himself you know not just under the guys of captain america we see the episode starts with him returning the shield that um steve steve rogers gave to him actually at the end of endgame uh, it's kind of logical because you you feel like um, Sam feels like the weight of such responsibility isn't can't fall on him. He feel he feels kind of underdeserving of such mantle. So he decides to hand it over to the government, which obviously turns out to <laughs> not be the right choice. Uh, get a nice cameo from Rhodes, which really solidifies the fact that this is an MCU show. Uh, the first thing I want to say is I, I feel like um, Marvel had more faith. In the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, over Wonder Vision, based on the fact that the kind of cameos and kind of name drops we are getting. I mean, they talk blatantly about Hydra Shield, um, you know, all the past events that will occur. And I, I wouldn't blame them because Wonder Vision was very experimentational compared to Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is kind of like a retread of the Captain America Two movie that we got. So yeah, we get that cameo. Um, we see. Sam Wilson and his own family for the first time. I don't think we've ever gotten that in the movies. And this is a good thing about the TV series over the movies. I, lo- I love the idea of actually even selecting the, the more supporting cast of the TV series of the movies and kind of delving into their lives because this is the only way you can do it. The movies are usually two hours to, te- to hour, um, three hours long. You don't have time to focus on each character, rather over the plot itself. And so it was really good. So actually seeing him, um, we see he has a sister, he's, a, he's an uncle himself, she's having, she's having financial issues. And which um, was another kind of interesting thing to point out. We forget, we get so caught up in the whole superhero fiasco that we forget that these people also live their own lives. Um, Falcon was part of the people that vanished during the blip and even before then, he was a war criminal. So I, I think it stands to reason, especially the fact that Tony you know he's dead now stands to reason that most of the jobs he does now is you know it's kind of like a, a government contract so he's he would probably be doing well financially uh not i mean not extraordinarily well that he'd be like a millionaire or billionaire obviously but to see him trying to help out his um 
his sister's business and she trying to keep it afloat, trying to get secure loans. It, like it's always interesting to see so-called superheroes deal with domestic issues. I think that was one made um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Peter Parker of um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, very relatable. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people didn't um, see in Peter Parker or, or Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Uh, don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed the new Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, but I feel like that domesticity is missing. We'll get to see that with Falcon here. And um, yeah, we'll see. Let me just, um, it was nice to just see that kind of, those kind of domestic issues that they are, that it makes it very, very relatable. Um, then, um, let me, a quick, uh, also quick shout out to Bad Shock the Leaper appearing again in Falcon the Winter Soldier. Uh, I just love, I love, I love that fact. I just love the fact that he's still kind of going around carrying out like domestic terrorist, terrorist um, domestic like uh, uh, task, you know, terroristic task. I know, I know. Uh, we saw him already in Winter Soldier, obviously, and we are seeing him again, still in his kind of maroon and yellow garb. Um, one thing I really, really have to applaud MCU, the MCU for, is the way they can tackle very small D-list characters and just make them important i mean like i said Batroc in the comics is extraordinarily stereotypically french um i just love the fact that he's not that in this he, he fits the narrative that he has been placed into you know he's, he's such a dealist um villain in the comics so they just make him a kind of lucky as well you know he's carrying out more, um kind of basic um uh, criminal jobs trying to secure the bag in one way or the other so it was a nice cameo for him actually and <laughs> to see him get kind of get outsmarted or whooped by um falcon also delightful to watch then um yeah we see um sam some else interacting with a friend of his torres who seems to be like a a soldier a u.s soldier um communicating with him then um they talk i love the moment they have just talking as friends discussing what's going on in their lives I, and i think the mention of steve trevor of sorry keep saying steve trevor of steve rogers being in the moon overlooking i, I feel like that's a sort of reference to war to the watcher uh but i don't know it's not that's not fact checked or anything i just feel like it was like a sort of reference like an easter egg to war to the watcher i mean we know what's going to appear it's going to be the narrator of the there's no confirmation exists in the MCU, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, whoa, whoa, wait, I think there is a confirmation. If I remember clearly, I believe he appeared as a cameo at the end, or with Stan Lee, yes, at the end of Guardians, Guardians Galaxy 3 2. How can I forget that? Wow, yeah, that's true. Yeah, with the other watchers. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so that's besides one. Don't let me digress too much. And that was nice to see. Uh, and then we see. Um, the Torres guy, we see him talk about, make mention of this terrorist organization rising up. They seem um, this an, like a group of anarchists, basically called the Flag Smashers, which is another kind of nice retcon. I, 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 the MC has done again. Uh, Flag Smasher is a character in the comics who is kind of anti-border patrol, anti you know government and everything. He believes in total anarchy and chaos. I like the fact that there's not a group of people who share the same ideals. Like I always said. Um, what for me is carrying the core essential elements of the character. Now, it's the same thing with the Ten Rings and Iron Man. Um, in the in comics, Mandarin literally has Ten Rings on his fingers that contain certain powers. But Iron Man 3, or even the Iron Man or the MCU generally, the Ten Rings are, are shown as a terrorist group that kind of perpetrates evil. So I feel like the same core essential elements of the Ten Rings being a, a kind of means to an evil is still carried out. Uh, we see the Torres guy get, um, he records or tries to infiltrate 
one of the attacks in the bank. Uh, he gets beaten and recorded. We see that the flag smashers themselves seem to be enhanced, especially a leader. We'll get more on that in future episodes. So I, I think it was really cool um, showcase of Sam Wilson as a character rather than just the Falcon that we've seen in the other movies. Next, we could talk about the Winter Soldier, also well done. I love the fact that they're dealing with the trauma of Bucky going through the whole process of being a Hydra agent for years. I mean, he's he has a word on uh, Steve, definitely. He was always on Frozen, sent on missions, had his brain, wipe, his memory wiped out again. Frozen back, sent on mission, was just a horrible thing. It starts with a, like a nightmare sequence he has of one of his missions he has done. Obviously, awesome fight sequence again. Although it was actually nice to see the Winter Soldier in his visceral form, like he was in the, the Captain America 2 movie. Um, it ends with him killing a, a kind of innocent bystander that happened to be a suspect, or that happened to have witnessed the crime, rather. Uh, we see him waking up on the floor, which was actually nice. I mean, I just, I just don't know how Marvel does this continuity that is so... It was little, little details, like, like deal with Jimmy Woo. Um, doing the card trick in WandaVision, which was like a reference to him trying to learn it in Ant-Man 2. We see Bucky sleeping on the floor, which was a kind of callback to um, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson talking about how coming from home from war doesn't feel the same, how they can't sleep on regular beds because the comfort is too strange, but the hardcore floor is more kind of welcoming. So that was nice to see. Uh, we see Bucky trying to live a normal life now. He's going to see a therapist, um, he's trying to make amends with the things he did as the winter soldier a very nice montage between him talking with the his therapist and talking about how he's trying to undergo um, <laughs> trying to follow the steps of resolving his previous conflict by putting the people he helped behind bars and juxtaposition is really interesting seeing the way his help is trying to <laughs> become means was funny um yeah so we see him also dealing with his own trauma trying to get by um he befriends this random old man old um, asian man which of each of you seems odd at first i actually assume the reason why he befriended him is because i mean even though bucky looks young he's obviously an old man himself over 100 years old so i thought that was probably the reason but it's, it goes deeper as, we, as you see that um the old man laments the death of his son is his son or grandson i think son um abroad in during during an internship and we get to see that actually Bucky, the son he's talking about was killed by Bucky, obviously, under the guise of the Winter Soldier. And Bucky's obviously guilt reading by that and believes that by probably befriending and helping this man, he can kind of, I won't say absolve himself of the guilt, but kind of linger in it. Just a form of uh, compassion, I think. Um, you know, he's trying to just make amends personally by being with the man. Uh, obviously, he doesn't tell the truth because that would obviously break their friendship. Uh, it was nice seeing trying to get him when the man tries to get him a date and you can see that he's out of touch with that kind of social aspect of life he's not i can't believe he's he couldn't have been on a date in 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 <laughs> literal decades or probably even a century which is just bizarre so um him and captain america are kind of based on the same feather in that regard so it's interesting to see him go through all that um personal dealings and um with his therapist and the reveal that obviously was when I killed the man's son was kind of touching moment. All in all, this was actually a really interesting very first episode. Um, I don't like doing comparisons, but obviously compared to Wonder Vision's pilot episode, which, like I said, that was I enjoyed that for what it was. 
um whatever just very experimental the whole night nineties um 50 sitcom vibe and the whole thing was just a different narrative and that, that worked for what it is but for that formulaic um marvel fan i guess falcon winter soldier was more appealing um very very nice part of the episode i i, I barely have any, don't have any, i don't think i have any issues with this generally seriously it was so entertaining to watch the the minutes run out before i you know funny thing i could react and then of course i have to talk about the ending obviously uh like i said um sam drops the shield or hands over the shield to the government which obviously doesn't even bode well from the let go and we see that the government had already planned emotion all all along they announced a new captain america um in the form of john walker um, his name has not been said officially but you could see it in the end credit post credit scenes and uh, end credit titles i mean and um <laughs> He shows up, <laughs> and it's, it's weird because there's. I, I feel kind of bad for Wyatt Russell, who is the actor that plays, um, the actor that plays John Walker, aka the second Captain America, aka US Agents. Uh, but I, I don't know if he's going to be going by that Monica in the TV series. So it's interesting to see, uh, to see him. Obviously, he's, he's such a huge, um, distract, um, kind of different look to the Captain America we're used to, Steve Rogers, and. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those situations where the actor is going to get a lot of flack, on, which is I feel the, which is on, I mean not necessary because it's this character that should be hated. But yeah, I, I'm just curious to see how much of a douche he's going to be in upcoming episodes. Yeah, so that's my wrap of the Captain America, um, sorry, or rather the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series pilot episode. Uh, what do you guys think about? Do you guys enjoy it? The way I did. Um, what are you looking forward to? What are we? We didn't see Zemo in this episode, but we know it's going to feature heavily towards um, future episodes. Who was your biggest surprise? Um, it was nice to see Batroc and Rhodes back in it. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to? Uh, <laughs> which Mephisto theory do you have? Oh my God, I can't even. Wonder oh, Vision was such a, such a ride. So yeah, let me know what you guys think. Uh, as always, you can follow me at Darth underscore Meth on Twitter. That's at D-A-R-T-H underscore M-E-T-H. I also post a link to this podcast there. You can listen to some of my old ones and let me know your thoughts. As always, guys, stay safe and stay tuned.